0: Here's a message from Ken Lavica. We got people fighting for their sports lives out there. Stone Labanowitz hit the open. Who ready? I'm ready. Who ready? I'm
1: ready. Who ready? i Well,
2: give me my darn theme music, dude.
1: Ken Lavica.
2: Get a run in, make an early cocktail, put
3: a
1: gummy in half. Theo Dorsey. Very excited to have the opportunity to add him to the team. Stone
3: Labanowitz. When I woke up this morning, I was feeling pretty dangerous.
1: Live from the Anajara Levine Accident Attorney
2: Studios. It's LaVica, Theo,
0: and Stone on ESPN 106.3. Who a barn burner of a Monday night matchup last night on your ESPN family of networks. I was about as competent as I thought it would be. I I, Last night reiterated my theory that Josh McDaniels doesn't know the rules of football. I, I don't think he knows the rules of football. There are three occasions this season with him and timeout, him in field position, and then last night him in kicking field goals where it suggested to me that he doesn't know how the rules of football actually work, including last night, where all the Raiders have to do is pick up a first down and end the game, mm. and instead, and it's third and short, or fourth and short, and what do they do? They kick a 55-yard field goal, and they clank it off the upright and gave the Packers one final possession uh, in order to, well, Jordan Love it, because Jordan Love clearly ain't it, and he got picked off, and the game ended. But I don't think Josh McDaniels actually knows the rules of football. But, boy, that was a a grind of a watch last night, and thank, thank football Christ for Joe Buck and Troy Aikman. Because if it wasn't for them and how good they are and how enjoyable they are to listen to, and then you can always flip to Peyton and Eli, who are much better when they don't have a guest on ESPN2. Thank God for them, because this Monday night slate has largely been trash baggery.
4: Whose idea was it? I don't care at what point in the offseason, preseason. I mean, there was never enough hype around either one of these teams to think we need Packers Raiders Mm -hmm. in Vegas. Right on Monday night football. Just
0: because they have recognizable brands don't mean that they need to be on prime time. In fact, the day Aaron Rodgers left Green Bay was the day that many of these networks should have made the executive decision that the Packers don't belong on primetime yeah. television.
4: We can, we can stop forcing it. We can really stop forcing it. Jordan Love versus Jimmy Garoppolo was never going to move the needle even if both of them got off to decent no. enough starts. No. Um and and in your point on Josh McDaniels, I find it so funny because when he when he Made that decision, all I could think was like, even if they make this field goal, when you're dealing with a primetime game, two teams that kind of aren't really contending, don't really have real, real, um, at least tangible playoff aspirations, if you're the Packers, even if they make that field goal and go up seven, are you not going for two if you score a touchdown to win the game either way? Right. Like... If you drive the field and score on the road on a short week Monday night, knowing you got to play again on Sunday, or I don't know if they got to buy or go not, but job. like you're gonna go for the win anyways. Like Josh McDaniels gave his team, he shortened the percentage on what his team <laughs> had a chance to win, and not uh, only that, he did it with not Justin Tucker, right? But like, what Daniel Carson, who's their kicker again? I forget. Yeah, yeah Daniel Carson. Carson. Yeah,
3: it's funny. I think last time was the first time that I had heard guys in the booth and Troy and Joe. Actually, bring up the analytics. Like they hold the same book and they know the same, you know, program that these coaches are using. And twice on, on both the decisions that McDaniel's made, the, the the analytics book was telling them to do the opposite. The yeah. analytics book was telling them to go for it, and then the first time they should have gone for it again. So it's like the people in the booth. And now the audience in America or around yep. the world, they know also what coach should be doing. So he went against the grain twice. Well, that's the second
0: time in 48 hours you've had broadcasters absolutely <laughs> aghast at what the coaching decision is because you had on the ACC network Mario Cristobal question moments before... They run a play and fumble, and Georgia Tech gets the ball back. And after Georgia Tech scores in two plays, the broadcaster proclaims it's one of the worst coaching decisions I've ever seen in my lifetime. And then last night, you have Joe Buck and Troy Aikman on whole-ass national television questioning what in the world Belichick disciple Josh McDaniels is doing. But the most notable thing about last night to me, what stood out to me most, was Robert Griffin the Third, <laughs> ESPN and ABC college football and NFL analyst. He was on Monday Night Countdown, hosted by Joe Buck, of all people, because Scott Van Pelt... Uh, had had laryngitis. He was out of commission. So Joe Buck pulled some double duty last night, which is why he's one of the best damn guys in the business, because he's great at what he does. I don't care what anyone says. Joe Buck is all world and will go down as one of the greatest broadcasters in American sports history. Flat out, period. Okay, so Joe Buck last night, though, is uh, asking RG3 about Lamar Jackson. We discussed Lamar Jackson a little bit yesterday about how, what in the world was he doing late? against Pittsburgh, but but Theo was very, very, very intent on making the point that, yeah, Lamar made some poor decisions, but he's also having to do a whole lot because his receivers didn't help him at all yesterday, and in fact, Theo sent me something after the show yesterday. Pro Football Focus had him graded out as the top passer in all of the NFL mm. on Sunday, week five, 93.4, even despite the Ravens having seven dropped passes Mm. on Sunday so Lamar maybe wasn't as poor as I was making him out to be and I'm very pro Lamar Jackson the numbers seem to dictate that Lamar was getting no help yesterday and the offensive line for the Ravens is just flat out poor and they have done nothing to protect him that was a point that was attempting to be made by Robert Griffin the third Last night on Monday Night Countdown, and this is the this is the analysis from RG3.
5: What is Baltimore? Right, I played there for three years, last three years of my career. I know the identity of what they want to do inside of that building. But right now, Lamar Jackson is not getting any help from his offense around him. Defensively, they're great, second in points per game, uh, given up, second in yards given up. But offensively, having eight drops. Now, Larry, you're a wide receiver, eight drops in the greatest. American Football League in the world is never acceptable. So I'm hearing guys talking about, oh, well, Lamar Jackson needs to be better. He needs to do this. The real question we need to ask is, is he getting enough out of the guys around him on offense before we start talking about his contract? He's out there fighting for his fudging life, man. I don't know what more the guy can do.
0: Waiting for the phone call from management in 3, 2, one. All right, we're safe for now. They're not yeah. they're not listening okay. clearly, like every day. So I had a feeling we were gonna get away with that. Perfect. That man just swore on national television last night, right? RG three flat out swore on national television last night. What the bleep?
4: It's uh it's his former, you know, quarterback, a teammate of his, like he said, he's passionate. You can tell by his arm movements as he's making his point, he's really into it. He's a little flustered. He's just trying to get it out there.
0: I I I cannot believe the poor judgment of that man last night. Now, we have displayed poor judgment playing that without it being edited. Now, real quick though, let's go back to let's 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 isolate the word in question, the mm. F-word, yes, if you will. the word in question, RG3, that word in question, uh, last night on ESPN.
5: He's out there fighting for his fudging life, man. I don't know.
0: So we just played it again on terrestrial radio. Mm. I mean, I'm waiting for this FCC call. I'm not oh, wait. comfortable with this. I'm trying to. I'm trying to hear closely. I'm trying to hear. Clo- play it. Play it again.
5: They're fighting for his fudging life, man.
0: Wait. He can we? Is it? Is there any way to slow it down at all? Is there any way to slow it down at all? Okay. Wait. Look, one more time, then. One more for time. His fudging life, man. I don't he, know. He he flat out said fudging. Fudging. He said fudging. He 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 said. Guys, we're safe. I think we're, we're good. He said fudging. You can actually hear the D and the G. <laughs> In there, uh, do we do we have it? Do we have it isolated? Uh, no. Okay, we'll see if we can get that later. Um. Uh. But but fudging. He said
4: fudging.
0: fudging. Fudging that. Good news. Not an FCC violation.
4: Now, I mean, I've done some fudging myself, and um, I, I can say it, it. You can be. it could be an FCC violation if if RG three wants to take it oh, he just was, yeah. That's a, a little...
0: different type of fudging, <laughs> right, right? Right. Um. So so RG three though. I mean. Toeing that line last night on ESPN. Now, my, my broadcaster suggestion to him would be slow it down. Yeah. Because let's listen real quick, just that sequence in real time, not the isolated word, but just, the, and not the whole clip, but just in real time. Because uh, this, is, this is something that Ryan Clark on that ESPN set immediately put his head down in his hands, thinking to himself, my God, we're fired. Mm-hmm. My God, he's fired. It, listen to this in real time.
5: Getting enough. Out of the guys around him on offense before we start talking about his contract. He's out there fighting for his fudging life,
0: man. RG3, I know this is still a relatively new medium for you, okay? But slow it down, man. Uh, he's, he's out there fighting for his fudging life. Yeah. How about you go a completely safer word and it's funnier? Frickin'. It's hilarious.
4: Love a good freaking.
0: Freaking is hilarious because it's so corny. Yeah. And it's so bam. There it is. Freaking. Like freaking's hilarious. Yeah, Come on. Man. No, not freaking because that's is, lame. Yeah, that's freaking. corny. Come on. Freaking? Yeah. He's running for his freaking life out there. Yeah. There's, a, there's some bite to that. I right love it. There. Yeah. Or. The good old-fashioned bleeping. We're big fans of bleeping yep. here on LaVica Theater. Yeah, and go with bleeping. Yeah, bleeping's probably the safest way to go. The funniest, the most comedic way to go is frickin'. The lame <laughs> maybe gets you fined or fired is fudging. Fudging. Don't do that. RG3, just in the future, don't do that. You can tell that he did not run it by anybody. Absolutely. I mean, uh, Ryan Clark literally had his career flashing before his <laughs> eyes last night. Um, now, that did, though... Have me start pondering who actually is fighting for their fudging life right now in the NFL, in football. I tell you, man, there is one man underseas more so than any other person, I think, more than any individual in the NFL. I, I want you to hear what Stephen A. Smith was saying yesterday about the GOAT coach This is from First Take. This is about Bill Belichick.
2: I would never sit up there and say that Bill Belichick is just another coach. But I can't say his record says so. (laughs) I can't say that his record without Tom Brady as his quarterback in 10 seasons is 72 and 79 with two playoff appearances.
3: Wait, that's his record without Without Thomas' starting quarterback?
2: Without Tom Brady in 10-plus seasons as a head coach, Bill Belichick's record without Tom Brady is 72-79. and I'm looking at it right here with two playoff appearances and one single playoff victory. That is without the services of Tom Brady. It has to be said, so I'm going to say it. If I'm Robert Kraft, the owner of the New England Patriots, I call Bill Belichick a six-time champion. This man that built my organization into a perennial champion who recognized the fact that Drew Brees wasn't the answer. It was Tom Brady. Okay, this guy, I call him into my office, Shannon. I call him into my office, Dio. and here's what I tell him. You are no longer the GM, the football decision maker for this franchise. You can coach, but that's it. You're not deciding personnel any longer. And if Bill Belichick did not accept that, this would be Bill Belichick's last season in New England. And I'm going to tell you why. You pushed Tom Brady out. He wasn't ready to leave. He showed you that when he went to Tampa. He did not want to leave. You pushed him out. Not only did you push him out and convince me to do it against my will, and I fought you a few times and saved Tom Brady when you wanted Jimmy Garoppolo to be the successor, but then ultimately I caved and I gave in to you. But not only did you do that, but then when we got Mac Jones, what did you turn around and do? You brought in Matt Patricia and Joe Judge. You literally impeded this brother's progress. You're not making football decisions anymore on personnel matters. You will coach. And if you don't coach and that's not enough for you, we're going to celebrate you and the great work that you've done, but this would be your last year as New England's head coach.
0: Mm, Theo, that's poetic, and that is why they pay that man the big bucks. That is an epic pylon of Bill Belichick.
4: It's got to be reminiscent of his like his, his prime when he was at the what, New York Daily News yeah. writing columns right Philadelphia there. Philadelphia Inquirer. Yeah, this is, this is, that's vintage Stephen oh. A. Smith coming after a coach's job, but it's 2023, and the guy he's coming after is Bill Belichick, who's getting it from all angles. Well, this is crazy.
0: And and think about this. What I'm about to you might just pass out with what you're about to hear. Theo, I oh, want you man. to I want you if you start getting the vapors, what I want you to do is tuck your head between your knees. Yes. Fight off the nausea because what you're about to hear from I mean, this is one of the most milk toast voices mm. in in the history of sports talk radio legend, but not necessarily known for taking a strong angle on anything. Mike Greenberg on Greeny, he, as they called in the business, upped the ante. He's saying flat out, Bill Belichick is
1: done. We are seeing right before our eyes the end of one of the greatest eras in the history of American sports. Like if you sit back and think about the it, end when he's done, whenever that is. You're right, Theo. He'll be remembered like Lombardi. Do you need a washcloth? Like a cold brown. brown. I mean, how far back into the history of the game? He's- Do you want me to take you? I'll take you back as far as you want to go. If you want to stay in more recent vintage, the really legendary coaches, Walsh, Parcells, Landry, maybe Andy Reid starts creeping into that territory. It's an obituary Chuck Knoll. (laughs) Now we're just Dave Wanstead. (laughs) Maybe he's even bigger than all of them. (laughs) He's more accomplished. And we're watching the Adam end. Gase. we're watching the tragic end of it. He's he's 72 to three in back to back weeks. He doesn't have any answers. Oof. Like Bill has always been a person who had answers when they asked him yesterday what he was going to do. He said, start over. And I asked Rex, what does that mean? And Rex said, when you start over, the first thing you do is ask yourself, what are we? Like, what is our goal? What is our mission? What is it we can accomplish? What can we do well? What are we, what's our identity? And the answer is they don't have one. They're not good at anything.
0: That's some strong stuff from Greenberg. I just wanted to make sure you were still conscious.
4: You're right. You don't expect <laughs> that from Greenie, but the delivery was nothing but Greeny, right? Like, oh, yeah. Like- if that's coming from Mad Dog Russo or somebody, it's yelling, yeah, it's yeah. it's it's vapor coming Shut out of his mouth, mouth and yeah, Andy
0: Reid! yeah, gummies. It's, yeah, but,
4: but that we, was we were just naming George Hallis. Yeah, this is vintage green right here. Bill Belichick still, as he exits uh, exits the NFL in the one of the least gracious ways, and and, and fails <laughs> face forward on everything. He's still bringing the best out of people. I mean, this is the Bill Belichick effect. Uh yeah, yes.
0: He can no longer maximize what's on the field in New England, but boy, he is, in the sports talker world, yeah. elevating everybody to their highest form. That's a great point. He's I still to, serving a purpose.
4: Now, with this on mind, I need to prepare myself a nice Bill Belichick monologue as well, and I feel like it's going to come out so vivacious, so, so strong, just based off what I've been able to see him do for others. I'm, I'm excited about this. Thank you, Bill.
0: Bill Belichick is getting raked over the coals, man. This guy is in a fight for his football life. Like let's let's hear Bill Belichick on Sunday. A despondent. I have no more answers. I don't know what to do. Bill Belichick given nothing in his true most unprofessional to the media form. Listen to this exchange. A whole lot of nothingness and, oh my God, get me out of here. I don't know what I'm doing, which we never have seen before with Bill Belichick. I'm just
5: playing simply. we got to find a way to you know, play and coach better than that. So, what's what we're going to do? Start all over and uh, get back on a better track than we're on right now. Bill, you said you guys need to start over. Um, have, have you ever had to do that before, five games in the season, just for reference? I mean, is, is it something new? Yeah, I've done it before. What, what does that entail, <laughs> starting over? I'm starting
0: over. I mean, what a pud. But it's also indicative of this man's going through it right now. He is fighting for his fudging life. He is fighting for his fudging life. That Bill Belichick. Who knew? It, Who knew he would get to this point? I thought the great Bill O'Brien was supposed to save the day.
4: Nope. But he's he's also the the worst part of this. He's fighting for his fudging life, and his, his weapon is like a pool noodle. It's like mm-hmm. he's
0: he's right. He's he's in a he's in a hand to hand combat yeah. with uh, a uh, no hands uh, with yeah with a guy with a guy who's who's using a pool noodle. Yeah. Uh, The equivalent of one of those inflatable things in front of a car dealership.
4: Like, that's what he's going to battle with right now. It's like, yeah, he we need to start over. I don't know why. Like, he's looking to his left and to his right, and he's like... And the the worst part about... What does starting over mean? Uh, Starting over. (laughs) I think the worst part about... And it's... Obviously, it comes... You know, that's what the money's for. If you're a head coach, if you're a starting quarterback, if you're anybody in these kind of professions that are front-facing, and also you're getting paid so much to do it, you have to answer for your failures, but, like, when you have absolutely no answer, like, cause if you're Bill Belichick there, what is he supposed to say? Is he supposed to, like, throw Mac Jones under the bus? The dude's already, like, He's already tried under. that. He's already tried that, <laughs> yeah. uh, that, that approach, and that didn't work. It, it, there's really nothing he could tell the media, even in whatever kind of despondent voice he uses or whatever. There's nothing he could tell the media to cool it. So he has to sit up there and answer questions while also knowing in the back of his head there are no answers to this because I have a terrible roster that is my own doing. I built it right. I put my faith in a quarterback that I should have never toyed with or at least I should have gave up on two years ago. And there's no real way forward. And the defense doesn't even look good. Usually when the Patriots are bad like this, you're like, oh, well, the defense is good. Well, you know, they can hang their hat on. They're getting torched by the Saints. Right. Right. And and Derek Carr.
0: I I mean, Bill, Bill Belichick right now what he's living in his football life is if he were an architect, right? And he had this, this gorgeous family. And he, he says, you know what? I need to build them a home. I need to build them a home. We'll go out to the country and we'll live our life out there, man. What a pristine, all American perfect family. I have three kids, beautiful wife, dog, and a cat. My God, I am living. So he goes out there and he builds and builds and builds and builds Says, I'll do it myself, bringing over a contractor to help me out, build, build, build. And, they are trying to get it done before the winter, right? Because that's not a comfortable time to build. And they, they start to rush. And they forget. They forget a stanchion um, for the roof. And what happens? Uh, this is February now. After they've moved into their home and they're all sleeping peacefully, what happens? The weight-bearing mm. apparatus of the home fails. Pancake collapse. Whole family dead. That's what's happening with Bill Belichick right now.
3: It's the Patriot way. Oh, for two. Oh, for two, your past two analogies. Oh, you Come don't on. like that one. I think that was perfect. I hated that one, and I, I hated had a yesterday's. mountain. I had a
0: mountain analogy yesterday that I thought was pristine, and I got r- absolutely destroyed for it. And that I went full-fledged engineering. <laughs> he went for on it. that one. Nobody else on radio in South Florida we even had attempt that type of level of difficulty of analogy. So you know what. Fudge off,
4: Stone. <laughs> I don't know if that says more about you or or um or <laughs> the or the other the people. actual talent in South Florida radio. Yes, they they're good decision makers. Do you do you want to know though while we're while we're piling on Bill Belichick? Um, do you want to know the names of the last three quarterbacks he's beaten? I think he's won three of his last what twelve games, thirteen games. Yeah, the names of the last three quarterbacks. Can you guess them? I mean, you can guess one of them. Well, Zach Wilson. Pens. Zach, Zach Wilson. Wilson's one of them, and then Zach Wilson, <laughs> a, a Dolphins quarterback. Uh, Skylar Thompson. Skylar Thompson. Yeah, that doesn't count. And then this third one, you would never guess, but it was the end of the season against the Cardinals. They beat Colt McCoy. So he's really been, and and, and when he does it. down the Titans. Yeah, like, when he does it, it looks so good because he's confusing these guys who are already misguided, right? So, like, when they beat Zach Wilson and have him seeing ghosts and he's throwing the ball and his pick sixes left and right, it looks beautiful. It looks like, oh, Bill Belichick still has that defense intact, but that only works against novices, like, when he goes up against any kind of level of competence, he's been beaten time after time over like the Derek past Carr. two years. Like Derek Carr. Like Derek freaking Carr. Competence. Competence. I mean, that's. but that's what Derek Carr brings. When he steps in that
3: locker room, he brings a level of competence. I'm trying to think of, of highlights of uh, the 2023 campaign for the New England Patriots, and the only thing coming to mind is the blocked field goal. Oh, that was great. Where we're like, wow, Bill mm-hmm. Belichick still and got And then it.
0: the very next week... What did the Dallas Cowboys do? Exploit the hell out of yeah. it and yes. throw
3: a fake field goal touchdown. Yes. That was beautiful,
0: by the it way. It was gorgeous. What a great answer. Uh, it, it, the, the two most notable things that Bill Belichick has done over the last two years as a head coach, uh, three years, I should say, is, yes, the field goal block against the Dolphins and then telling Mac Jones to hand it off 37,000 times in beautiful. poor weather for a win yeah. in his rookie year. Like, that. that's it. That's it. There's no other notable, wow, that was a good coaching job right there. Oh, he did something good for the roster. Um, He's he's fighting for his fudging life right now in RG3's words. Very, very, very poetic. Who in the NFL is most fighting for their fudging life right now? Who in the NFL is most fighting for their fudging life right now? And don't try to say fudging when you call in. (laughs) Please don't. Leave it to the pro, okay? Because I know some of you. And I know when I hand you some responsibility and maybe some freedom, you guys exploited, and then you cause me to lose money out of my pockets. Okay? Let's not do that today. I'm trying to do something fun for you. Trying to do something a little edgy for you. Don't ruin it. Who in the NFL is most fighting for their fudging life right now? Because Bill Belichick, boy, that man is... Whew, it's it's a bad spot. People are teeing off on him. 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. That's 888-760-3776. Social media at KLV1063. 888-760-3776. Just real quick, just to cleanse the palates, could we get in isolated stone? Fudging isolated RG3.
5: About his contract. He's out there fighting for his fudging life, man. There it
0: is. Uh, who's fighting for their fudgin' fudging, marketing director, Courtney? Content director, Courtney? Fudgin' <laughs> life right now, Theo.
4: When I think about that very term and I think about the NFL, my mind, especially as a Chiefs fan, only goes back to that 2021 Super Bowl Chiefs-Buccaneers where Patrick Mahomes, with no offensive line in front of him, was literally fighting for his fudging life, trying to beat the Golden Tom Brady. And I think about who is doing that on a consistent basis right now in the NFL. And my mind goes to a very heralded quarterback, um, a number one overall pick, a guy who came into the NFL with lofty expectations, with dreams of turning a franchise around, a decrepit franchise at that. And it's that five foot 5'11", 5'10", 180-pound soaking wet quarterback, Bryce Young, for those Carolina Panthers. Every time you turn on a Panthers highlight. He
0: might actually be fighting for his, <laughs> like, literal existence, like physical existence, the way things have gone for him and the way that he's being beat up on that field.
4: He's scrambling around in the backfield as if he's playing Madden on all Madden with a terrible offensive line, and that's kind of what he, he's been presented with as he's started out there week after week with a head coach who doesn't want him. Like, outwardly, Frank Reich doesn't want him, didn't want him in the draft process is saying in press conferences right now, hinting toward the facts that he he did not want Bryce Young or that the owner was making decisions for him. And beyond that, it's like, well, at least the Panthers are giving him some guys to throw the ball to as he's scrambling around, right? Nope. And you look at the Panthers roster and you're like, damn it, where did DJ Moore go? Oh, oh, that's right. Uh This genius franchise... Went and got Bryce Young, but gave away a, a, an A-1 receiver, which the Bears are trying to salvage Justin Fields' career with, and D.J. Moore, who went off on Thursday night. Instead, you're throwing the ball to DJ Chark and Adam Thielen, what's left of him, and, I mean, the Vikings pretty much cut that dude in the offseason. That's, that's Bryce Young's number one target is a 33-year-old Adam Thielen who can barely create any kind of separation. Whoa. His O-line, I mean, I like Adam
3: Thielen. He still is a little washed. He gave There's me a- 27 fantasy points this week, all okay. right?
0: But, again, he's Adam Thielen. He's it's
3: your top option. It went for all over a bean and a, and a touchdown. All right, Adam Thielen still playing ball. Don't do that. What's a bean? A hundred. No. Well, who says that? It's it's it's
4: said. Who the fudge says that? <laughs> <laughs> it's said. It's out there. Definitely Whoa. said. Don't, don't 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 equate fantasy success right now to on-field yeah, production. Yeah, he had eleven Stop it. receptions. The, I, Stone lives in a different world. Than He's, no, I don't. Adam Thielen's still Stone. a damn good wide receiver. He's the only dude out there, right, who knows how to run an NFL route <laughs> and slightly get open. And Bryce Young is getting the ball to him. I'm not. This is not an Adam Thielen pile on fest. Good job in fantasy, though. I did get him in one league, and yes, I yeah. am excited about that.
0: But <laughs> would you say you're Thielen him? Oh yes, sir. <laughs> I had to change
4: my fantasy team. <laughs> Feeling I got it. that winning feeling. Yeah. No, but but in all seriousness, Bryce Young is fighting for his fudging life mm-hmm. in a franchise that has zero direction, with no weapons on the outside, a, a offensive line with more holes than Swiss cheese, and a head coach that doesn't believe on in him, and quite frankly, isn't that good of a head coach. Bryce Young, in the words of RG3, is fighting for his fudging life.
0: Who in the NFL is most fighting for his fudging life right now? 888 760 3776. 888-760-3776. That's 888-760-3776. Social media is open for you to tap in. At KLV 1063, that's 888-760-3776. Who in the NFL is most fighting for their fudging life right now? 888-760-3776. Let me tell you about the fine folks at Baptist Health Orthopedic Care. Are you experiencing foot and ankle pain? Need to see an expert in the field. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care has a team of foot and ankle orthopedic surgeons and specialists who are regarded as leaders in their specialty. Visit baptisthealthnet slash ortho. Learn more today. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care combines its resources of experienced physicians, leading edge treatments, and technology to provide advanced orthopedic foot and ankle Join replacement spine and sports medicine care. Visit baptishealth.net slash ortho for more information today. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care has offices conveniently located in Palm Beach County through the Florida Keys. Learn more by visiting BaptistHealth.net slash ortho. Who in the NFL most fighting for their fudging life right now? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. And social media at KLV 1063. Uh, props. To uh, RG3 for the inspiration for today's show. The first and only time I'll ever say that. That's Theo Dorsey. That's Stone Labanowicz. I'm Ken Lavica. Lavica, Theo, Stone. Tuesday, ESPN 106.3.
2: From the Anajar and Levine Accident Attorney Studios, it's
0: Lavica, Theo, and Stone on ESPN 106.3. Right now in the city of Chicago, there is a man who is... Uh, free climbing a 46-story building. Ooh. All right, not attached to anything. He literally just has some sticky shoes, and he's climbing his way up some windows. Why? Why do we do these things? Uh. I like I saw a story today about a 104-year-old
3: woman skydiving. Like, what point are you trying to prove? No, see, now, now those don't go together, because... You obviously know you're about to hit the hay if you're 104 years old. <laughs> the, the last thing you want to do is, you know, go out with a bang or go out with something that you haven't done before. Now, the first one, yeah. What are you doing?
4: Oh my God, this dude's sick. I'm looking at it right. I know here. it's
3: it. It's nauseating
0: to watch. Uh-uh. Have you ever seen Free Solo? Yes.
4: Yeah, big fan of him.
0: But he's like a pro. I mean, I suppose this guy's probably a pro too. But uh, climbing up rock is
3: probably a little different than than flat ass glass. Any free climber's a pro, I think. Or well. <laughs> If, yeah, if you got just the, insane. Well, a little bit of both. But you got the gonads, right, to, and, yeah, and the confidence sure. to even think that you can do that. Yeah, I think you're uh Oh, wait, back to your scale. point on on it's being be a 104
0: damn. and skydiving. So what are you saying? That if something goes wrong, it's okay because you're
3: 104?
0: 100%. I would imagine that's the mindset. Or 104%. Mindset.
3: I would no, imagine that's the mindset. I don't... I don't think so.
0: I I think they're doing that with the. They want to survive to say, I did it at (laughs) 104. They don't want to, hey, if I die,
4: (laughs) eh, bleep it. I think if you're stuck, it factors into it a little bit.
3: Skydiving at 104 years old, you obviously have the thought process of, you know, I've always wanted to do this. Why not now? Like, let me at least check the box. Yes. Well, why didn't you do it 50 years ago? Ask her. She's asking herself the same thing, better late than never.
4: Maybe she just wants to be talked about because if you do it at 50 years old, nobody cares. Anything you do over 100 years old, you're going to make like three news headlines.
0: I get that, but some of these people that I see... That, like, on the on the Today Show, like, let's go out, uh, Ethel in, Ohio, in Idaho turns 105 today. Happy birthday, Ethel. And they show the the remote camera shot, and she's just, like, sitting there hunched over, can't make any sort of emotion with her face, and there's a cake in front of her and a whole bunch of people around. Yeah. The last thing that these people at 105 look like they want to do is is have a cake in front of them and people surrounding them. I, that doesn't seem fun. At 105, I already don't want people around me. At 105, I really don't want a ton of people around me.
4: Well, that, that plays in the Stones' point. Maybe that's why she skydive. Yeah, that's why you want to be 10,000 feet up in the air. <laughs> I
0: don't know, man.
4: That happened just this weekend. I went to brunch. and there was, We were walking in. A couple, a family was walking out, and they just was, sporadically were like, hey, she's turned 100 today. Pointing to like, their grandma or aunt mm-hmm. or whatever. And I did not know what – I was like, happy birthday. But then they kind of were just, like, lingering looking at me like I was supposed to say, oh, you don't look a day over 80 or something. I don't – what are you supposed to do in that position? Am I supposed to, like, do jumping jacks? Like, I feel like telling me she turned 100 put the onus on me. Yeah. To, like, do something about it. Wow, you made it a century. Yeah, like, what do you say in that spot? Ken, you're a veteran.
0: Uh, Well, I actually – I have a – uh uh. I guess you'd call her step grandmother. Yeah. I mean, she got married to my, my uh, grandfather, my blood grandfather, many, many, many years ago. He has since passed, but she just turned 100. My grandfather passed away at 97. Mm. Um, I've had several relatives on my mom's side hit 100 that I've met. Uh, I don't know what you say to them, like, congrats on still being here. I'm glad, I'm, I'm glad that they were still there when they were there, when I saw them at 100. I'm glad that Clarabelle, my step-grandmother, is still around, yeah. and uh, I I feel great that she's still around. She's now 102, just celebrated her 102nd birthday, and she's still writing letters and doing that whole thing. That's great. All I'm saying is that I think Century Mark is not a one-size-fit-all. Some people are still glad that they're hanging out. Exactly. Some people are like, get me out. Out of
4: here. Yeah. Like, I'm the ladder. I've, I've put in my time. You're the ladder. You haven't even hit 30, and you think you're already and,
3: you already want to offer yourself at is, 100?
0: And you're the most optimistic person I know. What are you talking <laughs> about? And
3: I, I think I'm allowed to pull that card, right? I'm 25 years old. You can always fall back on, well, he's young. He'll learn. I, I do think if I'm up around that age, I don't want to be here. I can say that confidently. I've had that you take for a long time. I did not just spew that one out. I do not want to be here. can say that confidently. Right. I do not want to be here you if you I'm 100. You don't
4: know. What if you're having a great time at 95? You're like, man, I want to rethink that, but oh well, I already tossed my life away yeah, at 100. You're nope. 95. You got babes. You're just, life
3: is good, man. I don't know. You got a great granddaughter whose wedding is coming up in a year and a half. Yeah, and life- I wouldn't know that at 95, because I'm probably not all there. No, that's you not You wouldn't fair. know that. That's that lady
4: that fair. went to brunch at 100, she was all the way there, and she, in fact, stopped and waited me to react to
3: her turning 100 yeah uh, i she, gave her nothing she what, she didn't know what they said to you if you she <laughs> didn't know who you were and she didn't know where she was i i, I she forgot what she ate 10 minutes ago no but uh, you don't know that
0: though you can still have full wherewithal and be like oh boy i'm ready to i'm ready to tap out here all, all i'm saying is that like i don't know what's gonna happen i don't know the future of you and jess i don't know the future of you and jess um, your girlfriend, but say you get married and you grow old together. Like, how is that going to make her feel? Yeah, that you're saying right now, if she's still like, you guys are, are sitting on a front porch uh, at 95 years old, and you've traveled the world and you've lived your life together, had children, and uh, and and you've always lived by the mantra. Oh, at 95, can't wait to get out of here. But you're still you're still kicking it with with 95 year old Jess. Like, yeah. boy, well, how does that make her feel?
3: I, I I can confidently say she feels the same way. She has the same exact take that yeah. when we get up there, there's no point. Because what? No point. Maybe we'll go skydiving and then call it quits after that. But you know, you I just don't... I just can't imagine anybody's rocking and rolling now I, at I, the Bean Mark.
4: Guess they are. You're under. I think you're underestimating how like cognitive you can be at 95 Rob, at 100. I think
3: you're underestimating how many people are cognitive and still going at 100 years old. I'm overestimating here, it. You yes. Here, yes. Here we go. If, if you get to 95, will you still want to be here? If you get to
0: 95, will you still want to <laughs> be here? Like I can confidently say I think majority of people hitting a hundo are probably like, all right, any day now. 95, I think mean, it's a little different. Yeah. If you get to 95, will you still want to be here? We well, you want to hit 100? Yeah, 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 yeah. If you hit ninety five, are you willing to take the next step up the ante to a hundred? Eight 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 seven six zero three seven seven six. Eight 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 seven six zero three seven seven six. That's eight 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 seven six zero three seven seven six. Social media at KLV one zero six three. Eight 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 seven six zero three seven seven six. If if you are if you if you get to ninety five, will you have the 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 want the desire to get to a hundred? And by the way, I didn't even mention, my dad just texted me, and he's, and he's right. Uh, Clarabelle, who I just mentioned, just turned 102. Her sister's 103. Whoa. And they're still rolling, man. So that's legendary, that's though. Tough. They're still rolling. So the To ch- have sisters over 100, we the, need to do a story. All I'm saying is the the, the the chances of me genetically, genetically, of me existing into triple digits is actually probably a bit more realistic than others because I have a whole side of my family that is regularly flirting, if not soaring into triple digits. It, so this is something I may have to seriously think about.
4: You will have to think about it. I'm gonna put that on you right there. Also
0: Which is why I ain't climbing glass no. forty six story buildings in Chicago.
4: I thought you said that was like a step grandmother or something. So she's not blood related yeah, to Yeah,
0: but my I mean my grandfather was ninety seven.
4: Okay, so this uh, he, he
0: had siblings that lived into the hundreds. His, his mother lived to be 100. Okay. All right. So it's a, it's, and he had an extenuating circumstance that cut him short of 100. Theo.
4: He was old. I mean, that 97, or so something else outside of him just being old at 97. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, Theo, yeah.
3: with how grumpy. Ken is at 39 oh years goodness. old. Can you imagine? <laughs> I never said I'm going to be fun to be around how at 95. How oh. it would to be in his vicinity if he's 95 years old. Oh, man. It wouldn't even be worth it.
4: Because he also would have way less of a filter. That filter just keeps <laughs> dialing back. It just keeps rolling back. It's fading
0: away. It might, oh. you, know, you say things that people just, uh, they'll chalk up to, oh, he's just old.
4: Oh, my goodness. He
0: comes from a different time. Yes,
4: he comes from a much different
3: time. <laughs> I like,
0: uh, yeah, and we, uh, we all have, we all have yes. that relative. Just don't even yes.
3: look at Ken. Like, no eye contact. Yes.
0: Uh, at 95, <laughs> once you hit 95, are you going to be willing to, to journey to 100? Are you still willing to be here? Because Stone's saying, no. I'm tapping out. Like, I could see at 100 tapping out, but all I'm saying is that genetically there's a good chance I'm going to be there at 95. Yeah. And I may, I may have the guts to try and push it another five years. That's I don't you know. Uh, that's why, why skydive at 104. Like at that point, I, I, I disagree that you're going skydiving at 104 to be like, hey, if I perish here, so be it. Yeah. It's been a good run. Uh, you, you're only doing it to brag. Yeah. You're only doing it to brag. i make history. Uh, at 95, you're going to have the, the watt to get to 100. 888 uh, 760 Garcia in Royal Palm here on Levick, Theo and Stone. What's up,
1: Garcia? What's up, guys? How y'all doing? Good, man. Good, good night. All right, so lootly. <laughs> okay, let's go. Hey, go see it real quick, and I'll, I'll let you
0: expand here. I I appreciate yeah. you taking you, you taking this, come. having the responsibility of successfully pulling that off, and doing so, and not costing <laughs> me money out of my pocket. So thank you.
1: To be honest, I was I was practicing while I was on hold just to make sure I got it right.
4: <laughs> That's dedication,
0: man. So,
1: so, listen, if I make it to 95, I am definitely trying to get to 100 because I'm an overachiever. All right. So, mm. yeah, yeah. Now, are and, you yeah, an attention and, and seeker? I,
0: are you someone that, like, you, you like the full attention of the family? You kind of like to be the center of attention?
1: Yeah, because I'm thinking about how many women – and that lifespan, I'm going to be able to sleep with Garcia. for 400 years. You know what I mean? I
0: mean, I'm into that. I love I, this can't, guy. I, I cannot even yeah. argue with that. I mean, that's probably yeah. that's that's the best rationale that uh, that I've heard. Gar- I mean, not with me though, right, baby? Yeah, I was about to say back at home. Uh, like, I all I need is you. 95 years, 95 years, and you're you're all I need. I don't even know if I can call that a save. Yeah, I don't know. Now I should ask Garcia if he's currently married.
4: There's no way he's currently married, or, or if he's cu- in a in a couple. If he's married, there's no way she's listening to this radio station right now. Right. And right. also, I would have to say, at a certain age, I mean, I know that people keep going. I hear that the nursing home is where you get a lot of STDs <laughs> well, and whatnot.
0: No, no, yeah, yeah, well, yes. Uh, the the, herp <laughs> said, and, the yes. Herp and the sif. and the shift I mean, that stuff is prevalent in nursing homes, but the villages. Yeah. The villages, I mean, old people are moving there and just can't stop humping, yeah. Yeah. really. Mm-hmm. Well, it's so what's like, the point? I mean, not the what the like, point. Forget South Beach and and oh, that's so sexy. That's a uh, get another fifty years older, go to the villages, and they're just humping away, man. Well, how do we know
3: that? Oh, I mean, I've heard it. I'm young, and yeah, it's something that I think is normal. Again, Who's STD rates, STD okay. rates. They give out condoms up there, like the whole thing. I, I hear stories about uh, in, in villages, even a little down south, that that there are. Um, uh-oh. God, I can't just recklessly say pimps, but there are guys oh. going door to door, knockety knock. It's, you know, appointment it's, time. Well, you know oh what I, you goodness. know, what,
0: you also know, like if you have a, a home in like a trailer park or even in the villages, like, you know what an upside down pineapple means, right?
4: Oh yeah. Yeah. That they swinging in the it. Come on over. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so uh, you get older, you lose your inhibitions a little bit and say, Hey, let's just experiment. Is it kind of like, is it kind of like senior year of college, right? Senior week that last week. You start kind of getting get, a few more back a, backs, a few yeah. More. yeah, yeah, yeah. We've it's, all been there. There's a because you're right. There, do, There's some guard that goes down yeah, when you're about to walk uh, out the door. I may never door.
0: see you again because because we're leaving college. Yeah. This is we might never see each other again because we're about to die.
4: Well, if that's anything like see you, same could, different. That's <laughs> the <that's some, laughs> same uh, thing. That's some wild fudging.
0: Uh, that is fudging <laughs> crazy. Uh, who else are we going to here, Stone? We got Joe and Jupe. Joe in Jupiter here on ESPN 106.3. Joe, uh, you you get to 95. Uh, The Dallas Cowboys still haven't won a Super Bowl. Of course not. Are you willing to to push it to 100?
1: Uh, I am, and that was the reason. I do have a story real quick on skydiving before I tell you my reasoning about 95. Sure. I heard a story this morning. In Pottersville, never been there, but I know. It's oh yeah, in no, I saw a
0: sixty-nine-year-old lawyer uh, who who sky dived. I guess sky dove all the time. Ended up just bouncing off someone's lawn and dying.
1: What? Yeah, yeah. around noon, they found somebody. Yes, yeah. yeah, I heard that this morning. And this was from a Dallas radio station, so it's all over the country. I'm and glad they're keeping it local. They love. They love those Florida stories. Oh I'll yeah. tell you what. who Anyways, doesn't? But. Anyways, 95, yes. I do want to live because I'm pretty sure, like you said, they will not have won a Super Bowl by then, and at least that improves my chances if I can go to five or six more years. But, uh, you know, so 40-something years from now, I still don't see it happening. But, yeah, even if that wasn't the case, I'd want to live as long as I could, especially for my kids and grandkids and great-grandkids if I could. So that's go. my take on it. You'll have a fantastic uh, Tuesday. There you Thanks. go. Hey, hey, you
0: too, Jim. Uh, what I like is that Joe went the route of I'd like to hit a hundred so I have more time with my family and my kids. And yeah. Garcia, I would like to hit a hundred so I can I can get with more
4: ladies. He's trying to get with other people's families and we, kids. We, we <laughs> adult le- kids.
0: Yeah, right. <laughs> we legit. We legit hit both ends It'll of turn. the spectrum as to why you'd want to make the next leap to a hundred. Yes. Yes. Very proud of you people, I think. Uh, it's Theo Dorsey, <laughs> that's Stone Labanowitz. I'm Ken Lavica. What were we doing? Oh, yeah, the uh, the fudging for their life. I'll give the number later. Uh, it's ESPN 106.3. From the right. NHR and Levine
2: Accident Attorney Studios, it's LaVica, Theo, and Stone hey. on ESPN
0: 106.3. Stone, you're thinking about going down to... Uh, to live golf 100 percent. yeah I, can't explain. I thought about you when uh when we started talking about live golf and we had uh we uh we had pat perez on last week live golf is coming to south florida it's coming to trump national doral well in doral october 20th through the 22nd it's the live golf team championship last event of the season three days Head-to-head match play, foursomes, team stroke play, live entertainment, food, kid zones, fan village, something for everyone, extremely family-friendly. Superstar Alesso performs on Saturday, Fisher on Sunday. They're going to want to get out there. LiveGolf.com, LiveGolf.com, $50 million total payout, $12 million to the champs. See the likes of Pat Perez. See Dustin Johnson. See Brooks Kepka. That's right. Phil Mickelson will be out there. Bryson D. Shambo, the whole crew. LiveGolf.com. LiveGolf.com. The team championship crowning a team champion, an individual champion, giving out some big old fat checks, and you having yourself a hell of a time. LiveGolf team championship at Trump National Doral, October 20th through the 22nd. LiveGolf.com. LiveGolf.com. I swear to a higher power. I had no idea about this when we started talking about old people, and specifically what got us on the topic of turning ninety-five, turning a hundred. Whether you're not you want to you want to still be around when that happens, the 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 the, the pathway to that conversation was this one hundred and four-year-old woman who went skydiving, and I thought. Uh, like, what are you doing? Why would you do that? And Stone was like, oh, because uh, if you die doing it, it's fine. He had a good run. And I'm like, no, you're not going skydiving at 104. You go out with a bang. To, to to go out with a bang. You're skydiving at 104 to brag about it, that you yeah. get it. This is from the Chicago Tribune. In the days before Dorothy Hoffner was scheduled to break the world record to become the oldest skydiver ever, she dreamed she was in free fall. The sensation woke her up, she said. A week after setting the record, the 104-year-old has finally landed. She died oh. peacefully in her sleep Monday. Her close friend Joe Conant told the Chicago Tribune. Wow. I did not know that she died yesterday. She, she, we, we talked about her, and then I Googled the story, and then the story from last night about her dying popped up. Wow. so she actually is dead and the last notable thing she did was skydive at 104. Come on. How is that even possible? That's How is that even possible that we start talking about her and she's actually dead? I didn't know.
4: This is that's kind of like like paid Manning with his noodle arm winning a Super Bowl and retiring. It's like very similar. You do it and you're done.
0: That, but th- this also now, I suppose, supports what Stone was saying. Yes. You do it because, hey, I'm, I'm leaving out the back door eventually here sometime soon, so I might as well just do it. And if I, if I die in a field, so be it. It was a good run. She,
3: all she had was a week after that, she was gone. I had no idea. She made it count. I'm not even joking. You have to have a clue, right? Where your body's at. Yeah. What the doctor's saying. And she said, Hey, strap me up. Put me up 10,000 feet in the air. I got to do this. I've never done it before. Respect. Also, Major respect.
4: How annoying was she to everybody after she did it? Like, how often was she bringing it up? You know, I just skydived. I skydove.
3: Yeah, that was the thing. I jumped when, out. when Ken had talked about, you know, bragging, it, it, you got to ask the question, you know, who and where are you bragging to? You probably don't have a Facebook. You play cards every Thursday. I will say, if if I if I was 104, I went skydiving, and I,
0: I bit it a week later. But I set the the world record for oldest skydiver. You bet your ass that is engraved in the tombstone. Oh yeah.
4: Also, absolutely, right,
0: that is engraved in the tombstone. Ken Levica, 1984 to 2089. Mm, 2000. Well, I guess it would have to be 2089 now. Yeah. Um, to beat her record. The right. World's oldest skydiver.
4: Like, all right, that's kind of badass. She set the bar. She did. And and aren't you kind of like secretly wishing nobody kind of makes it to 103 and is healthy enough to do it? You know, like you don't want anybody kind of – You want from to be able to pop the that root, you're rooting yeah. against
0: them. You're like, rooting uh, for, for, uh, for the time to come.
4: Every time somebody that's spry enough to do it reaches <laughs> like 103 and then passes away, you kind of like – Pop a bottle of champagne like the seventy-two, like the 72 dolphins?
0: dolphins, like Mercury Morris. Yeah. You're the death equivalent of Mercury Morris.
4: Yeah, because you don't want that record beaten. You didn't do it for nothing. Because if you get beaten, nobody's gonna care that you were the second oldest skydiver ever.
0: <laughs> right. <laughs> just, just like nobody knows damn. who the the second person on the moon was. Yeah, number one was Neil Armstrong.
4: <laughs> who was the second? I, who knows? Somebody mentioned, like, well, well, it, didn't somebody have to get out there to take the picture, but then the rover no. could have took the picture, right? No. no,
0: the the camera. Here we go. We've, got, not, a, hey, we've I, got a moon landing, I, truth I, or her. I had no, no idea. The, I'm just wow. saying,
4: there's somebody got out there and took the, the picture with them.
0: The camera was stored within the vehicle, and it was on an arm, a mechanical arm. And so when they landed, yeah. they then uh, were able to use this mechanical arm to have the camera take a shot at them walking down the stairs.
4: I think his saying was lame. I'll say it. What I'll just say it. I don't even want right, to. We're even going. I cannot believe it was how weak topic that. I'm just going to be. I just want to put it out there while we were on the topic. We can move on. We just let it breathe. No, 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 did, no. did you
3: also think they used the green screen? I mean, how far are you willing to go right but now? No, was, no I believe the moon happened. I just think that his little one, one small, small step. One small
0: step for man, one giant leap for mankind. Theo Dorsey just declared that as lame. I, I can't weak. believe
4: it. I thought it was weak. It was overbaked. I think the delivery of it to me just feels a little. It, 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 all right, I'll say this. It's just kind of corny. All right, I'm happy for the dude. I'm glad what he did. He's a hero, American hero. We made it to the moon. Go America.
0: First of all, he's a, he's a hero for humanity, not just America. Well, he put the American flag on the thing. He I did understand. it for us. He was from the He was from the United States, but he did it for humanity. One small step for man, one giant leap for mankind is one of the all-time great quotes ever uttered by any human being ever. It's and you. you think it's corny. <laughs>
4: I mean, you give Drake like 30 seconds, he'll come up with a better bar than that. I'm just saying. Kendrick let's put, Lamar. Let's put you on the spot right now. Boom, you touched not the moon. Those, what are you dropping? I'm not on that level. Exactly. I'm not, I'm not saying, I'm just saying for the level of accomplishment that he did, for what he was, like that has to be a bar. And it just wasn't to me. So we can move on. you horrible. Shout out Buzz, though.
0: Was Neil Armstrong's you' don't have landing to do on this. the moon. The, the Neil Armstrong's "One small step for man, one giant leap for mankind was it lame, in the words of Theo Dorsey? 888 8887603776, 3776 Do you agree with Theo that one small step for man, one giant leap for mankind, from Neil Armstrong was lame? swag, man. 3776 Shameful. That's Theo Dorsey. That's Stone Labanowitz. I'm Ken Levicka. It's levica Theo, and Stone on ESPN 106.3.